Hi folks, this is Ron Longwell, and I'm glad you're here today for another episode of the Jesus Society Podcast, an ongoing conversation exploring relationship, renewal, and purpose in the kingdom of God. This is episode 70 of the Jesus Society Podcast, and I'm here with my coffee, and it is a lovely uh, morning in uh, southern middle Tennessee, uh, but it's going to be hot. It's going to be too hot today, of course, for me. Anything above 70 is about too, is too hot for me. So I have northern blood, and I would be thrilled if summer never got above 70, or maybe, you know, on a day when you wanted to go swimming, maybe 75. But it doesn't happen that way here. So it's going to be about 88 or 89 today, which means it'll feel like about 95. So so there's that. But it's uh, But it's nice today. Uh, this morning, um, it's not that hot yet, and it looks, it looks nice. So um, today, hang on just a second. I need to lubricate my uh, my voice with with the magical elixir that is coffee. Uh, today, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start a little little short um, series talking about prayer um, through the lens of the Lord's Prayer. So we're really we're really talking about the Lord's Prayer and, and what it what it can what its what its intention was, why Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer and what are the, the unique pieces of the Lord's Prayer that are that are important. Um, and I've heard sermons on this before and you, you may have too where somebody breaks down the Lord's Prayer and into pieces and and uh, and that's kind of what we're doing, but I hope I hope we're going to do it better than um, every attempt at that that I've ever heard. Um, I, I was told years ago um, by one of my early Bible instructors that um, the last great discipline that a Christian masters in his or her life is the discipline of prayer. And I've thought about that a lot over the years. I, I do not think that that is a very helpful statement. And here's why. Um, I think that statement portrays prayer as a task to be mastered. And by implication, that it's not a, as effective as it's supposed to be until we master it or until, until we do it right. And heavens, folks, we've got enough junk in Christianity that we think is all about doing it right. We don't need to turn prayer into into something that we've got to get the right technique down or the right words or that it's some kind of thing that we have to master before it's effective. We don't need to turn that into turn prayer into that. Um, we, we've got to get past um, thinking of prayer as so, I'm gonna drop a I'm gonna drop a little Bugs Bunny on you here. You ready for this? So, Bugs Bunny was big in my early life. Um, I think Bugs Bunny should still be required watching for all children. I learned humor from Bugs Bunny, um, and there was an old episode, and, and I don't remember what it's called, but I'll see if I can find I'll see if I can find it on YouTube, and I'll and I'll put it in the in the show notes just to make you laugh. But Bugs Bunny ends up in what can only be described as a haunted house and he he's forced to stay there for the night and he finds a book on the shelf and the book is called 
and I'm going to say it the way Bugs Bunny said it. The book is called Magic Woids and Phrases, and it's a spell book. And so he has fun with this, you know, abracadabra and, and hocus pocus, and then he mixes them up to abracapocus, hocus cadabra. And he does. Anyway, it's, it's a funny, as all Bugs Bunny episodes are, it is a funny, funny little cartoon. Anyway, so we've got to get past thinking of prayer as magic voids and phrases, okay? Um, we've, we've got to get past thinking of it as, as a, 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 some sort of, and nobody would ever say this, like Christians don't, we would never, ever, ever say this, but um, we, we've got to quit thinking of it as some kind of magical incantation that we've got to say right um, in order for it to do its work. One of my frustrating things in churches is, and I have several frustrating things with churches, as you probably know, is we, you know, we somebody becomes a Christian and we teach and, and they we ask them to lead prayers and they they just they get up there and they they mimic the 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 holy sounding words of the normal prayers in church and pretty soon everybody's saying the same thing and it's just a, a kind of a rote um, sort of um, I, I I don't know paradigm or or, um, or um, what am I trying to say? Like a like a, a, a prefab prayer. And um, I, I struggle a little bit with that because th- those things often become disingenuous when, when we're just saying them. One of the things we laugh about in Churches of Christ is the 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 how often the terms the term the little phrase God garden direct us. God garden direct. God garden direct. That shows up in eighty-five or ninety percent of the public prayers that are that are offered in church on Sunday. God, guard, and direct. And that's fine, right? I mean, we want God to, God to guide us and guard us and direct us, but those are fine. Things. But we've got these little phrases that just become part of everybody's vocabulary. Anyway, and people that are going to lead public prayers for the first time think that they got to incorporate all that kind of stuff or their prayer isn't good. We judge prayers we say to somebody after they've prayer well that was a good prayer as though as though the the quality of the prayer was something to be judged by other people we're talking to god folks god is the only one that that has the right to judge our prayer and god doesn't judge prayer um he's just thrilled i think that we talk to him okay so there's my little rant there Prayer is really, very simply, communication. It is communication between two parties who love each other. And as I as I said in another podcast, and I'll put a, a link in the show notes to a, an earlier episode that I did about prayer as dialogue. And I and I said we need to we need to really start thinking about prayer as dialogue, not just as monologue, not just as words that we give to God, but as a as a as a meeting place prayer is a meeting place where where we dialogue with god where we sp- we speak to him and if we're listening he will occasionally speak to us too so with that said most people who i know including myself have have struggled to understand and practice prayer in fact jesus own followers 
struggled to grasp prayer too. And so they, they asked Jesus in Luke 11, verse 1, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And in response to that request, Jesus taught them this prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer, which we find in, in two places in the Gospels, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, and Luke 11, 2 through 4. And that prayer is, is a beautiful, powerful, helpfully instructive prayer that Jesus gave to all of us as a gift. And there really is an awful lot that we can learn from it. And so, starting today, we're going to kind of do a deep dive into the Lord's Prayer. And today, we're just going to, we're just going to kind of introduce it, and then we'll get into the meat of it um, next week. Now, the Lord's Prayer, of course, is, is probably something that you memorized as a child, and you probably memorized it in, um, in the King James version or something akin to the King James version, and it probably went something very much like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Sound familiar? How many of you were, were reciting it with me as I was, as I was saying it? Because you've got it memorized too. It's one of those things we just learned, and, and we should learn that. There's several things we ought to learn like that. I learned the Apostles' Creed when I was growing up because I grew up a Methodist, and I love the Apostles' Creed. I think, it's a, I think it is a good thing to kind of have rolling around in your brain. Um, so there's that. So what I want to say uh, um, as, as we kind of introduce the Lord's Prayer is that this is, this is not just some simple childlike prayer that we can just sort of memorize and, and pull it out and use whenever we want to. There's, there's depth to this. There, there, is a, there is a lot of important theology wrapped up in this prayer. But, but this is not just like this is not just some dry theology that we're going to be talking about here, okay? Um, this prayer that Jesus gave us gives, gives focus to our lives as Christians in some really important ways. It, it, it encapsulates some of the things that Jesus believed were most important to living an abundant kingdom life here in this world. Now, we learn this prayer, and, and most of us, many of us, can, can recite it you know, by memory, and that's a wonderful thing. But in practice, I think most of us kind of approach prayer um, like we, we sort of take the, the Lord's Prayer and we kind of, in effect, pray it backwards. Um, I heard someone say one time that, that mostly, for, for those of us who are Christians, we really only have two prayers that we pray. One is, help me, help me, help me, help me, help um, me. And the other one is, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, depending on the situation. We're either desperate and need something desperate from God or God we realize God has just done something wonderful and we thank you thank you thank you thank you and we 
we're either praying one of those two prayers most of the time. There's a lot of truth in that. Um, because it is true that most of the time we tend to go and go to God in prayer and we, and we kind of lead a lot of times with help me, which if you look at the Lord's prayer, that's kind of the last part of the Lord's prayer, the deliver us from evil part. But we start with that a lot of times. And then, and then as we think about the evil in the world and the problems that we face in life, oftentimes we realize that we are, we're part of the problem. And so then we say, forgive us. And then we get to some specific needs that we have. Give us what we need. Give us this day our daily bread. And, and, and we, most of us, have, we have a short list of kind of desperate needs that we ask God for. You know, money, food, rent, car repairs, employment issues, health. You know, those are, those are kind of our, our short list of, of, of sort of desperate needs. Our, our family is another one problems within our family, um, our, our marriage, our kids. And only then, when we've kind of worked backwards to that point, then we start looking at God and we, and we start realizing that we should praise Him. Okay? Well, that's not really the order in which the Lord's Prayer is laid out. And I don't want to be just too rigorous on this and say, you know, this has got to happen in the right order or it's not effective. I don't want to do that because we've already talked about that kind of stuff. Um, but we're gonna, we are going to talk about the, the way this thing is laid out, um, because I think it's significant. Um, and we, we want to learn to pray. I'm, I'm going to say this, even after I've just said, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, I'm just going to say it. We want to learn to pray this the right way. <laughs> And it's not about praying it the right way, okay? Prayer is not about getting the mechanics right before God hears us or before God acts, okay? It's just really not. But we do want to pray. We do want to pray in a, in a, in a good way, in a healthy way. And, and so we're going we're gonna to talk about this, and we're going to hopefully sort this all out in a way that's good and healthy and, and helpful. Now, I'm just—I'm not going to say too much more about this today because it's just kind of—we're just kind of introducing this. But I—but I want us—I want to kind of offer some some prayer guide, some kind of general guidelines for prayer as we start. Okay. First of all, don't think of prayer as a task. Okay, just don't think of it that way. Don't think of it, well, I got to have my prayer time, or I didn't do good today because I didn't have my prayer time. You're, you're thinking of it as a task if you're thinking that way. Prayer is not a task. It is a relationship, okay? Just like the relationship with your wife or your husband or your children or your parents, okay? Think of it as an opportunity to connect with someone who loves you desperately, not desperately, Eddie, sorry. <laughs> I had a friend who, who chastised me a little bit um, about using the word desperately. God is not desperate. Um, God is not desperate, okay? I, I know this. I understand this. Deeply, God loves you deeply. And you are in prayer, you are engaging with somebody who loves you deeply. 
and who we love deeply as well, right? We love God deeply. So don't think of prayer as a task. Think of it as a relationship between two parties who love each other deeply, okay? Number two, when we go to prayer, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Approach God humbly and approach him honestly, okay? Don't, prayer is not a place for posturing. It's not a, a, a place for acting like we've got all the right words or, the, or the, like we've got everything together. Or, don't try to sound holy or righteous. Just talk to a father who loves you. Use your own words. Use your own vocabulary and don't, don't worry. God understands your heart, okay? So to just approach God as just be yourself and approach him humbly and honestly, okay? Um, number three, and this is kind of the same sort of stuff. Don't worry about, uh, about how you say what you say. Just talk from your heart, okay? Let God know what, what you care about, what you're, what you're afraid about, what you wish were different, um, what you're happy for, you know, make sure thankfulness is, is, you know, go to God with some thankfulness. Number four, learn to listen as well as talk, okay? Because I, I, I know people, and I've done this myself too, you know, I, I've, I got a list, I wrote down a list of things I want to talk to God about, and I, and I run through my list and just kind of read off the list, and then I get done and I think, well, geez, that only took 15 seconds. Well, I'll do it again. You know, because maybe maybe I have, maybe I didn't do it hard enough. Maybe I didn't pray hard as though my effort, you know, if I grind it out a little harder and put more effort into it, try to sweat like blood like Jesus did in the garden. You know, maybe if I do that, maybe maybe it'll work. Maybe I'll get what I want. And we and we talk, 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 talk. Listen as well as talk. Listen. Remember, this is a dialogue, okay? Um, as, I, as I talked about in that earlier podcast from last year. Listen. God may have something to say, too, in all this. This is a relationship. Talk to your wife or your, your husband or your kids. You don't just talk, 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 talk. You listen, too, right? Listen to God. Okay, and number five. Prayer is not so much about getting God on board with your agenda, with your will. It's not about, it's not so much about convincing him to, to, to do what you want him to do. It's much more about getting our own hearts in alignment with him, right? To, to put ourselves in a position where we can be changed, okay? So remember that. Remember, God is the great giver of good things. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11, he said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Who among you? This is what he means, okay? So he says that. We could stop there and we could get frustrated because we ask God for things and he doesn't, and we don't get an answer. You know, we don't get what we want. 
You know, this isn't a, God is not a vending machine, right? Where you put your quarters in, you get out exactly what you want every single time. God does not work that way, okay? So the explanation for that first part is in this next part. Jesus says, Who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The point is that God gives good things. He wants to give good things to his people. He, he loves giving good gifts to his children. Some of our problem is we don't always know what's good. We think we do, but maybe we don't. Okay. God wants us to engage with him. And God has an agenda for the world. He, he wants to make this world right again. And he intends to start with us, to bless us, to love us, to renew us, to redeem us, to recreate us. And through us, he intends to make right the rest of the world, to expel the darkness and fear and hatred and violence of the world and replace it with light and hope, and love, and peace. And he wants to do that first in your heart and in mine so that we can then help him do that for the rest of the world. That is what the kingdom of God is all about. And this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, teaches us to pray in a way that focuses us, hopefully, in that very direction. And so with that, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you'll join us again next week as we start on really diving deep into the Lord's Prayer. Um, as always, we'd appreciate it if you'd tell others about the podcast. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, wherever, wherever you go to get your podcasts. Uh, please visit us on our Facebook page for the Jesus Society Podcast. Um, we've also got a Facebook group, um, which we don't really do much with. But the big deal, check out our new website, thejesussociety.com. New and improved, updated, revamped. Um, and we got some more neat stuff planned uh, for the website um, as we roll on through the rest of this year. Um, we're, we're putting the podcast up on YouTube and Odyssey as well. So if you just search for the Jesus Society podcast on either YouTube or Odyssey, you'll find us there. If you'd like to support the show and our related ministry, um, just go to our website, thejesussociety.com, and click on the Support TJS link at the top of the page there, and you'll find out um, several different ways in which you can, um, you can support us and the work that we do. Thanks for listening, and remember, you are greatly loved.